Oh man, the Chiefs snap their two-game losing streak, defeating the Broncos 30-6. Putting up 30 points on the scoreboard, nine sacks from the defense, uh, allowing a touchdown on the opening drive, and no more scores the rest of the way, scoring 30 unanswered points. But Look, who am I kidding here? Everyone knows the story at the end of the day. It is the injury to Patrick Mahomes. And everybody right now holding their breath. What is going to happen? We will discuss all of that on this episode of an abbreviated episode of the Chiefs Don't Podcast. My name is Farzim Masugi and I am going solo on this episode. Thank you guys for downloading and listening to this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed Thursday Night Football. Listen... I just knew one of two things would have happened. I was expecting either a win and we could squash all the negativity for at least 10 days temporarily. In fact, I wrote about that over at ArrowheadAddict.com. Or the Chiefs would lose and the firestorm on Twitter would have multiplied by 10 from the last two games. Uh, instead, we got a weird mix tonight. The Chiefs won. Pretty pretty good win, I'd say. Uh, you scored 10 points in each of the first two quarters. And then you scored 10 more points in the second quarter. While shutting out Denver after that first drive. Uh, but it did come at a high price. It did come at a very, very high price for the Chiefs. Uh... This is a this is pre- a pretty scary situation to be in right now. I said before, look, if Mahomes gets injured and if there's no passing game, what are Kansas City's strengths right now? And I'll get into Mahomes, but damn, man, we got to give it up to this Chiefs team. I know the Broncos are not a good football team, but every single one of us talked about how the Broncos' offense, especially the rushing attack, They were going to run wild on Kansas City's defense. Nope, not in this one. 71 yards, held in check, a 3.4 yard per carry average. And Kansas City just uh, dominated this football game. Freeman did get that touchdown at the beginning, but that was all the Broncos had. Uh, real quickly, before we move on with the podcast, facebook.com slash Farzivasugian. Thank you all who joined us for the Facebook Live videos uh, at halftime and after the game. And also, follow me on Twitter at Farzine21, facebook.com slash Farzivasugian, at Farzine21 on Twitter. And the text line, 913-808-2119. We got a couple of texts to read on this episode. We will get to those as well, I'm very anxious to see what you guys are saying. I have not had a chance to actually look at the text. So when I read them on the podcast, it'll be the first time that uh, that I even hear from you guys. Uh, I, I know I said before that I, I don't read text until we start recording. But I kind of change up given you know some people have weird grammar with their text messages. And I try to understand what they're saying before. <laughs> Uh, so there's a good chance that I might uh, end up stumbling on some of you guys' text if you guys don't have good grammar. So it would be appreciated if we could uh, work on the grammar on some of these text messages. But hey, nonetheless, uh, where there's a will, there's a way. Uh, but let's talk about the biggest story from this football game. It's not the 30-6 to win. No. No, it's not. 
too obvious. Uh, it is, of course, the Patrick Mahomes injury. Now, let me start by going to the play call because that is where everyone lost it with Andy Reid. So, everyone's asking, why would you call a quarterback sneak when your quarterback has, your superstar quarterback, by the way, has an injured ankle? And I think that's a very fair question, but at the end of the day, oddly enough, it wasn't his ankle that got hurt. It was his knee. So, what happened to Mahomes on that play had nothing to do with a pre-existing injury. And it was unfortunate to see it go down the way it did. And they took him to the x-ray room at Mile High Stadium. Uh, No word exactly on what they saw. The report is a dislocated kneecap. And there's a video I I, I did a quote retweet. Check that out because there's a person on Twitter who does a really good job of explaining the knee injury. And what it does exactly. I mean really... I can't even explain it, and I don't want to explain it in detail on here in case I maybe misspeak or say something I probably shouldn't say. So just be safe. Go to that video I retweeted and check that out. But as far as everything else that happened in this football game, we'll get into that, but with Mahomes, uh, look, it's, um, it's a scary position. It's a scary thought. Everyone's holding their breath right now. I know the timing of this podcast, it's, it's Friday when you guys are all listening to this. So sometime Friday, we're going to learn the details. Here's, my, here's, here's where I am. Because if Patrick Mahomes is out for an extended period of time, yeah, you do need to start calling up some uh, some agents. See what's up. Who's out there? Uh, We've been talking about it on social media. Look, I've thrown a couple names out there. Uh, Cam Newton, a lot of people are wondering if if, if that's a realistic possibility. Eli Manning, some are saying. As he's been benched for Daniel Jones. A lot of people are also suggesting the idea of Colin Kaepernick. Politics aside, man, look... uh, I get it, not everyone agrees with what he did, but at the end of the day, uh, you have an offense that, I mean, when Sammy Watkins comes back, it'll be even better, and you want to have the right quarterback to lead you. Now, someone on Facebook made made a very interesting point during our live videos. No one joins a team, a quarterback specifically, doesn't join a team team midseason and successfully leads the offense. Although I will say, I remember Kyle Orton joined the team in 2011. What did he do? He, on six days notice, became the starting quarterback. Uh, same time when Romeo Cornell replaced Todd Haley uh, as the interim head coach. And they pulled off a big upset, defeating an undefeated Packers team in Week 15. Only to lose the following week in overtime to the Raiders to officially be eliminated from playoff contention. Which made it even worse, given that the Broncos... And the Chiefs played in Week 17, and the Chiefs went on to defeat the Broncos, who went on to beat the Steelers the following week with Tim Tebow, if you guys remember that sequence. Uh, But yeah, I mean, look, had the Chiefs beat the Packers, which they did, and beat the Raiders, which they did, and also beat the Broncos, that they did, 
they would have won the AFC West with a nine and seven record when everyone else would have been either seven and eight or eight or excuse me seven and nine or eight and eight. And Kyle Orton would have joined the team midseason and would have taken them to the playoffs. But unfortunately, it didn't pan out that way. Uh, so I don't know what the odds are of someone coming in midseason and helping the Chiefs out like this. That's a, that's a good question. I'm not exactly sure how that would pan out. And... You, you know, I mean, Tyreek Hill, he had a touchdown catch in this game from Matt Moore. You know, watching Matt Moore was was a struggle in this one. Uh, looked like a deer in the headlights. So I'm not exactly sure where my confidence level is with Matt Moore, and that's putting it kindly. Not very high, to say the least. Uh, but damn, man, I, he actually did outplay Joe Flacco in this game. That's for damn sure. Uh, in fact, I think there's a uh, very good discussion to have which general manager... Was scrambling for quarterbacks? Was it Brett Veach or or John Elway? Uh, a lot of people were making jokes at at one point when they kept showing camera shots of John Elway. He was on his phone. People were wondering if he's talking to Brett Veach trying to acquire Matt Moore. Uh, but no, I mean, look, uh, if you are seeking a quarterback, you know there's already competition within your division to look for quarterbacks out there. Again, I, I know the Chiefs are probably not going to. Dive too deep into that uh, thread until they know the extent of Patrick Mahomes' injury. Again, we'll learn sometime either late Friday morning or early Friday afternoon. Maybe even earlier than that nowadays with news and how fast things flow and how fast word gets out there. So we'll see, but it's a very concerning time if you're a Chiefs fan. You just snapped a two-game losing streak, which which is nice. And you got a big win against a division rival on the road. But man, at this price, it's a a pretty big price to pay. Pretty big price to pay. Now, Matt Moore in this game, 10 of 19, 117 yards. A touchdown was sacked once in this game. Uh, Not bad. I mean, uh, there were some moments. You saw him completing a lot of short passes. That's what you saw him do a lot of. Uh, The Chiefs didn't use him a whole lot. Uh, They let LaShawn McCoy get involved a lot in this game. He got involved, He got going early, by the way. Uh, 12 carries total for 64 yards. That's good for a 5.3 yard per carry average. In fact, he almost outran Denver's rushing, uh, rushing attack alone. McCoy had 64 yards rushing. The Broncos, 71. The Chiefs had 80 yards rushing total. Uh, seven yards from Anthony Sherman on a couple of runs. Damian Williams... Had nine carries for seven yards. Damian Williams has really been uh, really just bad uh, when it comes to his yard per carry average. Uh, Let me see if I can pull that up real quickly. I know it's not a good number for Damian Williams this season. Uh, I'm trying to find it. It's a 2.0 yard per carry average. So, yeah, that's definitely not ideal. Not ideal at all if you are a Chiefs fan, but uh, you don't have a lot of options right now. McCoy uh, not getting a lot of big yards, but his yard per carry average has been better than documented. But as far as the other quarterback goes, you when you look at Denver, again, their rushing attack did not show up like everyone thought it would. And Joe Flacco, man, he completed 21 passes for 213 yards. But my gosh, he had a horrible game. One of the worst games of his career was sacked eight times in this football game. Look, 
I've got to think Derek Thomas watching from above not only was proud of this defense, but probably proud of the cameraman as well for all the uh, John Elway camera shots they got. I mean, this defense showed up to play. Eight sacks on Joe Flacco and another sack on the punter, Colby Wadman. Uh, that fake punt with Wadman trying to basically... What was he trying to do? He was trying to go for this fake handoff to try to trick the entire special team's defense, which that didn't work. And at that point, he knew he was in trouble. So that ended up being a sack uh, for Armani Watts. Uh, as far as the rest of the team, boy, Anthony Hitchens had a pair of sacks. Frank Clark, welcome to the party. Frank Clark, he had a pair of sacks in this one as well. Alex Okafor had two sacks. Emmanuel Ogba. Had a sack as well in this one. Reggie Ragland got involved on the sack party. A lot of players came to play in this football game. Ben Neiman went out there, made a big tackle behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, Tyron Matthew did a good job in coverage. Rashad Fenton, who played for Kendall Fuller in this football game, he did pretty well, preventing Joe Flacco from making a, a couple of big completions. And speaking of... Joe Flacco, even in the moments where the Chiefs didn't get a sack, they pressured Joe Flacco to get rid of the football and just threw it out of bounds. Joe Flacco, I mean, you look at his uh, completion and attempts, 21 completions on 34 tries, so he had 13 incompletions in this one. I, I don't know what the exact number is. I'd be willing to bet more than half of them were thrown out of bounds because he had a really hard time with this Chiefs defense. And look, when it gets to a point where it gets to four, five, six sacks, and obviously got to eight, you get tired of it, man. You get tired of getting beat up by these 300-plus pound front seven football players that you don't, you just don't even want to have a part of it anymore. Got to the point where Joe Flacco was starting to just throw it out of bounds. Even to a point where I put the screenshot on Facebook and Twitter, Joe Flacco had a player wide open middle of the field in typical Chiefs fashion, but Flacco just completely missed him because of the pressure and threw it out of bounds. So good for the Chiefs defense, the way they play. This is the defense we've been waiting to see. Now, again, I'm I'm just going to be, I'm, I'll, I'll say it. I know people don't want to hear it. It is the Broncos. I know we were expecting them more so their running game to show up in the, against the Chiefs. But nobody doubted that Flacco could have a good game too against Kansas City. But it did not end up being the case. Kansas City's defense Showed up to play in this one. So give credit where credit's due. And listen, I know you've got a tough test in Aaron Rodgers next, but maybe you can turn the corner with the defense. you got to start somewhere, right? So this is a great starting point. Uh, I'm not expecting the defense to have a game like this against Aaron Rodgers, but again, it, this is at least a good place to start. Got to start somewhere. And maybe the Chiefs do revert back to their bad habits. We'll see. For right now... I'm glad they had this performance because had they not, we'd be talking about possibly a three-game losing streak and the Mahomes injury on top of that. And by the way, let's give a little bit of credit to special teams as well. You look at the Denver uh, kicking the field goal unit there. They missed a field goal. They uh, had an opportunity to start 7 nothing, but thanks to Alex Okafor's penalty, uh... <laughs> the Broncos defense just decided to go for it and failed uh, going for the two-point try there. Uh, 
But Harrison Bucker, he went in there and made a couple of field goals in this one. Three to be exact. Whereas Brandon McManus missed a field goal. McCole Hardman had a nice 36-yard return, putting the Chiefs at the 21-yard line. Uh, DeAnthony Thomas, I don't know what his purpose is right now. Three returns for 14 yards. Longest for eight yards, whereas McCole Hardman, he only saw one punt return in this one, and that was for 36 yards. I'd like to see. I know Hardman did out of that fumble against the Lions on a kick return, but hey, uh, again, got to start somewhere, and hopefully McCole Hardman can get into some sort of a rhythm and not allow fumbles like that to happen on special teams. Because uh, generally when you fumble on special teams, you probably are fumbling it close to... The 20, your own 20, 25, 30, and you're basically giving the defense, uh, which now becomes the offense for the opposing team, great field position. So uh, hopefully he can uh, work on that and uh, limit those uh, from here on out. Because you know you can do a lot of special things with McCall Hardman on offense and special teams. He had that 36-yard return. He got the touchdown catch and run from Patrick Mahomes. He had a pretty good game. And by the way, McCall Hardman's twin on the field, Tyreek Hill also got into the end zone. Tyreek Hill, man, you've missed this guy. Uh, had five catches last week, two of them in the end zone. Uh, and this game, three catches, 74 yards, and a touchdown for Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey was very active, led all receivers in receptions in this game, along with Cortland Sutton with six for 44 yards in this game, was targeted eight times in this game. So Kansas City's offense, certainly not firing uh, as we usually know it wasn't your dynamic offense, but it was a good mix with running and passing in this football game. Uh, even after uh, Mahomes went down, you saw a little bit of highlights in the passing game. Nothing major, by all means, but uh, I saw a lot of people kind of compare Matt Moore to Alex Smith. And the way this offense was operating reminded them as to how this offense looked with Alex Smith. I don't in- agree with that entirely. But I think there are some some similarities. Some, again, to be clear, some similarities that you can take from that and uh, see what happens with Matt Moore. He's obviously going to be getting a lot of repetitions with the ones for the next 10 days. You're not going to be practicing every day, but in the practices you will have, uh, it'll be, I mean, this is going to be a valuable 10 days for Matt Moore. You've got a lot to be ready for. Before you face Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers on Sunday Night Football in 10 days. That's got to be the key for Kansas City. Get Matt Moore ready for that Packers defense. And you got to be able to play Aaron Rodgers as well. Because you know he'll be able to do a much better job in this game than Joe Flacco. Man, I never thought I'd be sitting here talking about Matt Moore outplaying Joe Flacco. I know statistically speaking, not the case, but hey, Matt Moore didn't play the entire game like Joe Flacco did. Uh, By the way, Cam Irving. Von Miller, no uh, quarterback pressures, no sacks, no... Did Von Miller even show up in this game? Did Joe Buck and Troy Aikman even mention Von Miller? I kind of forgot Von Miller was even in this game, to be honest with you. I forgot he was a part of the Denver Broncos organization. Uh, because he was nowhere to be found in this game. And I think you got to give uh, Cam, Big Cam, uh, a, a, a hand there. Uh, again, you never know. Maybe you turn a corner there too. But I'm not really holding my breath on that. Uh, what I will say is this. Look, the Chiefs won a football game. We haven't seen the Chiefs win in quite some time now. 
and this was overdue. You had opportunities to win against the Texans and the Colts, and you shot yourself in the foot in just crucial moments, losing by one possession both times. And listen, I know some people were going to panic if the Chiefs lost. And by the way, I don't want anyone to act like they were never going to because if you were to lose to a two-win Broncos team, boy, this would damage morale even more. Uh, But again, hopefully the Chiefs can prove that these last two games were, were brain farts essentially and they are much better than they were able to showcase in those two losses. Two losses that came down to one possession, but... Plenty, plenty of chances where they could have taken those games and remain undefeated at this point. But not the case. You're 5-2 and two going into the Packers game. And after that, you will be halfway through the season, which is hard to believe that you're already, uh, almost already at the halfway point of the 2019 NFL season. Now listen, uh, I, I feel like the Chiefs, as I said on uh, on Arrowhead Addict, uh, you were able to temporarily squash some of the negative vibe, the morale that was going, the negative morale at the moment. Uh, ten days. Because look, if you were to lose this game and write a three-game losing streak on a ten-day break from Thursday night football uh, all the way to your Sunday night game, boy, that would have been a very long ten days. Uh I, you know the media in this town would have had a lot of fun talking about this. So it's good that the Chiefs were able to pull out a win and give credit to Andy Reid. Uh, you know, you got to expect the worst sometimes. And I'm sure given Mahomes' ankle, surely Matt Moore had to have been... Uh, yeah, he had to have at least been getting enough repetitions to where he may see this point. And obviously we got to see him in this football game uh, play more than we thought. I know maybe part of his uh, ability in this game where he looked like a deer in the headlights had to do with the fact that he was uh, not expecting to play. Maybe that's part of it. We'll see. Speaking of Patrick Mahomes, he did tweet after the game. He said, awesome team win. Love my brothers. Thank you all for the uh, thank you all for the prayers. Everything looking good so far. Hashtag God is good. Hashtag Chiefs Kingdom. I remember Aaron Andrews coming out of the uh, halftime uh, locker room said she spoke to Tyreek, uh, or excuse me, Andy Reid, and Andy Reid had said that Mahomes told him that he'll be fine, he's okay. So take that for that for what that is worth to you. Adam Schefter is saying that uh, according to his sources, uh, optimistically speaking. They are expecting a three-week absence for Patrick Mahomes. Again, that's best-case scenario, so it's hard to say exactly uh, until they get the MRI on Friday. Uh, look, let me just say this because so many suggestions are being thrown out there. I'm just reading my Twitter feed right now. Lots of people saying... Uh, <laughs> What about Eli Manning? Uh, Look, I don't know. I think Eli's really on the decline right now. I would not be in favor of Eli Manning. Uh, A lot of people are saying Cam Newton, but I believe he's dealing with an injury too. Um, So I'm not so sure about that. I've even seen Nick Foles. His name get thrown out there. I believe he's injured as well. It happened against Kansas City. Uh, There are a lot of names being thrown out there. 
Again, let's wait and see exactly what the extent of the injury is. If it is a long-term injury, sure, let's let's give anyone and everyone a try. I'm, I'm, I'm open-minded right now. Uh, I think Kaepernick would be the realistic guy, and even then, I don't even think Clark Hunt would allow that, if we're being honest. All right, as I mentioned, I do want to read some of your text messages. 913-808-2119. Again, 913-808-2119. This is my first time getting a chance to read these text messages, so I apologize if I stumble on some of them due to some bad grammar, but nonetheless, here we go. 602 Brandon in Mesa, Arizona. Hey, guys, what a show from the defense tonight. That would be the story of the night, if not for the obvious one, unfortunately, referring to the Mahomes injury. Uh, This is the worst I've felt after a win over Denver. Hope the fact that 15 was able to walk on his own eventually is a good sign for him. Thanks for the show, fellas. Again, that's Brandon in Mesa, Arizona. Uh, Here's the thing. Yeah, he did walk off on his own, which was good to see. He was laying on top of Austin Ryder. I actually thought Austin Ryder was the injured player when that happened. Yeah, it's a scary feeling. You never know what you're, what, what's going to happen. Uh, what did I say in the offseason? If you are a team like the Chiefs or the Patriots, what is the number one concern for those fan bases? An injury to your quarterback. That's the biggest concern, and the Chiefs right now are facing that. We will, again, find out the severity of this. That will, of course, play a big role as to what the Chiefs will do moving forward. Out of the 816, well, dot, 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 bummer, our defense finally comes to, to play. The pass rush wakes up and the Madden curse strikes. Hoping Mahomes has no serious injured knee, he can stay positive and come back in three to four weeks. And yeah, that is the rumored, speculated timetable from uh, the experts out there. Out of the 626, excuse me, 626 Daniel in Florida, do you think Matt Moore will be more of a game manager, dink and dunk type uh, QB if Mahomes is out for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I do. You don't want to put too much pressure on him. If he thinks he can find a guy wide open, deep, he'll take that shot. He did that earlier in the game to Tyreek Hill, which looked like he got tangled up with one defender. Uh, but then he connected with Tyreek Hill again, this time actually connecting with him wide open all the way to the end zone, which was good to see. We saw the deuces for the first time in a long time. I'm missing that. Uh, so, but I do think you're going to see that kind of operation on this offense with Matt Moore under center, which looks like it may be a reality for the next couple of weeks. And, and let's look at the next couple of weeks real quickly. Looking at the schedule, you just got done with the Denver Broncos. You're going to be home back to back for Sunday night football against the Green Bay Packers and also against the Minnesota Vikings on November the 3rd. That is going to be a noon kickoff game. Then you go on the road and play Tennessee for another noon kickoff game. And yeah, sure, a lot of people will sit here and say, well, Tennessee's not good. Minnesota's been up and down. You just can never underestimate anyone, man. You just never can. You really can't. Um, So we'll see how that all pans out. But for right now, it looks like uh, Matt Moore is going to be the starting quarterback against those teams. Out of the 5-8-0, think the defense did great in a game that could have gone badly. Yeah, I think everybody was expecting the narrative win or lose to be bad defense from the Chiefs. And that was not the case at all in this football game. Uh, We all knew this. Every Broncos fan and every Chiefs fan, even the most homeristic Chiefs fan, was expecting the Broncos offense to 
gash all over the Chiefs defense. But fortunately, that was not the case. Uh, let me make sure I did not skip over any text messages. Uh, out of the 251, this was the DI envisioned when we started the year. Not this uh, effective, but with the intensity and blitz package, more will be fine for two to three weeks. If we need more than that, let's go get something. Thank God for a 10-day break. Yeah, it's, uh, it's I mean, the Chiefs, they had a couple more players who suffered inju- injuries. You saw Martis Rankin go out. Uh, can't remember who. Someone on the defensive side suffered an injury. So, yeah, they're piling on. But coming off a, a Thursday night win, it's good to have those 10 days for sure to recover before Sunday night football. Uh, final text, 515, the Broncos fans were in self-destruct mode by the fourth quarter. I've never seen so many people rooting for the same team fight. Andy from Des Moines in Denver. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly, you know, what, what that was all about. But uh, nonetheless, yeah, you won a football game against a division rival on the road. I'll take that. Still some concerns. We'll find out more. I I may or may not do a Facebook Live video on Friday, today, for most of you listening. Uh, Whenever the Mahomes uh, update comes out, uh, I think I'm going to do a Facebook Live video. So if you haven't, go to the Facebook page. Give it a like. Facebook.com slash Farzine Vesugian. Follow me on Twitter at Farzine21. 913-808-2119. The text line. Big thanks to all of you guys who sent in a text message. Greatly appreciate everyone who has done that. Zach will be back next week. We will not be doing a podcast for a while. We know the Chiefs will not be getting Jalen Ramsey. And what can the Chiefs do to try to improve moving forward? We'll talk about all of that and break down the Packers game next week. Until then, I'm Farzee Masugi and Zach will be back. Talk to you then. Enjoy your weekend.